In the first Tzicha, in Parshas B'Shalach, in Chelek Yer Aleph, the Rebbe discusses the Pesach that says, Uparoi hikriv ayisu b'nei Yisrael eseneyem, v'hinei Mitzrayim noiseyach reyem, v'ayiru ma'oid v'yitzaku b'nei Yisrael el Hashem. That the Yidin Davin, they, they cried out to Hashem when Pare was advancing towards them, and on the other side, right in front of them, was the Yamsuf. And Rashi in that Pesach explains, Tafsu umnus avaisam, that the Yidin grabbed the profession of their forefathers to daven to Hashem. And as a proof that this is the umnus of the forefathers, Rashi brings By Avram Avinu, the Pasik says that he went to the place where he was standing there, and that refers to davening. He went out into the field to have a conversation, which is also davening. And in Bayakov it says that he davened in that place, which is also davening. So we see that the Oves davened to Hashem. So the Rebbe addresses a few very basic and uh, simple questions on this Rashi. The first obvious question is, what is Rashi bothered by in this Pasik that he gives any interpretation of the Pasik? Rashi only comments on a Pasik if there's something not understood in the Pshat of the Pasik. Over here, the Pasik seems to be very clear. The Yidin feel, feel fret, uh, threatened by Paroi that's chasing them. And the Yamsuf is in the, in the, right in front of them. So the Yidin Davin Tashem, that he should save them in this situation. What is, what is not understood here in the Pasik? The Rebbe adds even more that we find that when the Yidin were Mitzrayim, they Davin Tashem. This is not the first occasion in Taita that Yidin Davin Tashem. So if, if there's any need to explain why Yidin, in general, Davin Tashem, Rashi should have explained it the first time when Yidin Davin the Mitzrayim. Why does he wait till, till, till here to explain that? So there must be something unique about this occasion that Yidin Davin Tashem that begs an explanation. What is that? What, what's unique about the Yidin Davening here by the Yamsuf? Then the Rebbe looks closer at the sources that Rashi brings, the, uh, the cases that the Ovis Davin Tashem. So, that, so the Rebbe points out that if you take a look in Chumash before in Bereshis, you will see that there are many clear cases where it spells out that the Ovis Davin Hashem, without any hints, but very, very clearly. By Avram Avinu, there's more than one occasion where Avram Avinu builds a Mizbeach and Davin Hashem. Avram Avinu, of course, Davin Hashem by Sedaim. He begged Hashem not to turn over the city of Zdaim. By Yitzchak, of course, Yitzchak in the beginning of Parshas told us, Davin Hashem, that he should give him children. And by Yaakov Avinu, he Davin Hashem in the beginning of Parshas Vayishlach, that he should save him from Esau. So we have very clearly in the Torah, in Chomish Bereshis, where, they, where we see Psukim, that the Ovis Davin Hashem. None of those, those Psukim that Rashi bring as a source that the Ovis Davin Hashem. Instead, Rashi chooses to bring the sources where it's just a hint in the Lashon of the Pasik, whether it says he stood there, had conversation there, he came to the place, and those are the sources that the Ovis Davint. It's a big pella that Rashi doesn't bring, the clear sources where it says that the Ovis Davint. So the Rebbe explains that the question that Rashi is coming to address in this Pasik is that in this situation, Yidin Davinning here by the Yamsov, right after they left Mitzrayim, is a situation that, that needs explanation. Why are the Yidin davening? Because the Yidin knew that they had a clear promise from Hashem that he's, that he's going to take them out of Mitzrayim and bring them to Eretz Yisrael. 
And the Yidden also saw clearly in the past the beginning of the fulfillment of this promise. They saw the open miracles that had occurred. So when they're standing there by the Yamsov and they're afraid that they're going to be annihilated by Paray or be pushed into the Yamsov, they must have known that this can't be the case. And they're davening to Hashem and they're crying out, begging Hashem to save their life. Why are they davening for that? Don't they know that Hashem promised them that, he, that He's going to save them and bring them to Eretz Yisrael? And if the Jews, on the other hand, if we're going to say that the Yidin at that point lost their Amunah, or their Amunah was weakened, and therefore they didn't believe that Hashem is, is there at their side assisting them and helping them, something changed, so then why are they turning to Hashem to daven? If they don't have a Amunah that Hashem keeps His word and is, is going to bring them into Yisrael, so why daven to Hashem at all? So when a Yid davens in a regular situation, he's in a tzara, he, he turns to Hashem to help him. But in this situation where the Yidin had a clear promise, it's not clear why are the Yidin davening to Hashem. So therefore Rashi comes and explains to us, Tafsu that we find that the Ovis daven to Hashem not only when they're in a time of a tzara. The Ovis turn to Hashem and daven to Hashem in all kinds of situations and including when there is nothing specific that's even causing them to daven. They're not davening, they just, that's the umness of the Ovis, this is the profession of the Ovis that they daven to Hashem. This is the expression of Rashi, Tafsu umness avaisam, which is a very unique choice of words. That the, it's, we're not just talking about davening for a specific objective in order for Hashem to answer you, to, say, to help you in a certain tzara that you're in, but the Ovis daven to Hashem even when there's nothing specific that's happening, but they just turn to Hashem and connect to Hashem. So the same is also true with the Eden that are in this situation. The Eden had a clear Amunah in Hashem, they believed in Hashem's promise, and the Amunah was not shaken or weakened in any sense. But still, when a Yid, in any situation a Yid finds himself in, he always turns to Hashem. That's how a Yid uh, responds to every situation, not because the Yid feels that he needs Hashem to answer him, to help him, because here they had the assurance in advance. But that is the umness, that is the profession of a Yid, that this is the way a Yid connects to Hashem by davening to Hashem, regardless of the situation. So therefore, the Rebbe says, Rashi does not bring the source where we find clearly that the Ovis Davin by Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, where those sources that it clearly says the Ovis Davin were in situations where the Ovis were Davening for a certain reason, because of a danger they were in, for a specific objective that they were trying to achieve. That wouldn't be a source to explain that the, that the Davening of the Ovis is a umness, it's a profession, it's something that they do just for the sake of the Davening itself, just for the sake of the connect, connecting to Hashem and the Davening. But what we hear in these cases that Rashi brings, when Avram comes to that place where he was, this is after the city of Zdaim is turned over, and Avram is not davening for that anymore, and Avram comes back and davens there. Yitzchak goes out into the field and davens to Hashem, just in an afternoon. Yaakov comes to, to the place over there in Haramiriya and he davens to Hashem. Not because there was anything that he's davening for. We don't find in the Pasuk that it says that they were davening for any danger or any specific reason. But still, the Ovis Davin Hashem. So that proves that the Ovis Davin Hashem as an Umnis. That this is their, their occupation, this is the way the Ovis connect to Hashem. And the same is also true with the Yidin, that Yidin Davin to Hashem while they had the strongest faith that Hashem is going to save them. Incidentally, in the Sikha, the Rebbe points out that although we find that the Yidin complained 
at, the, at that point when they were by the Yamsuf. Later on over there they said, is there not enough burial spots in Mitzrayim that you brought us here and they wanted to return to Mitzrayim? So the Rebbe explains, Two, two different uh, pshatim in that, because what we're saying now is that the Yidin Zamunah was strong. So the first pshat that Rebbe suggests that initially the Yidin Zamunah was strong, but because they didn't see anything changing and they, they, they got uh, impatient, so eventually at a certain point there was a certain weakness in their Amunah and the Yidin began to complain. The second pshat that Rebbe explains, and the Rebbe is more mairich in this pshat, and the Rebbe is malamet tzchus, and the Rebbe says here that no, the Yidin did not lose their faith at all. But we do find that sometimes a person speaks, shaloi uh, bedas, when a person says things in a time of distress, and he's not saying it consciously, he's not saying it willingly, and he expresses himself in a certain way, and it doesn't reflect the faith of his heart. It's just coming out without any intention, and without consciously really realizing what he's saying. And that's really what happened here, what the, that the Pasuk records of what the Yidin said. But their amuna in their heart, remained strong throughout that entire experience. In the conclusion of the Sikha, the Rebbe says that a, a, an incredible lesson that we learn from all of this. When a Yid approaches his davening and a Yid approaches his learning, it shouldn't just be with a certain objective that he is trying to achieve, that with his davening Hashem will answer his needs, with learning he will now know how to perform the mitzvahs, but a Yid should daven for the sake of davening itself. The davening itself is your connection to Hashem. A Yid should learn Torah because that is what a Yid does, he learns Torah. That is your profession. And then the Rebbe even takes it a step further. The meaning of profession doesn't just mean that it's an occupation that you do as an end for itself and not for another purpose, but it's your occupation and you become identified with it. That is really your true identity. The true identity of a Jew is his inner desire to connect, to learn Torah and to daven. And then the Rebbe takes the lesson a step further, how we approach another Jew. When you want to influence another Jew to daven and to learn, don't look at him and analyze and say, wait a minute, is this person on a level? Does this relate to him? Is this something that I can talk to him about? The Rebbe says, look at another Jew and know that he's also a descendant of the Ovis, and this is his profession. This is his true identity. He may not know of it yet, but really this is the profession of every single Jew, and he's just waiting for you to come and reveal that profession, that identity that he has in him.